Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. This episode, we will be looking at the South Division in the NFL for the AFC and NFC. So let's jump into it. AFC South, Houston Texans. Former head coach Bill O'Brien gets a lot of flack for running this team into the ground. However, what is often forgotten is how successful the Texans were with O'Brien. Never a juggernaut, but a team which gave its fan base hopes for a playoff run. Inexplicably, the Texans' ownership lost their minds and decided to employ four head coaches in four years, a feat most recently pulled off by San Francisco 49ers, whom new Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans ran the defense. Ownership has promised it will allow Ryans time to work out the kinks and build a winner. And with a rookie quarterback, Ryans should get at least three years, unless there's a clear sense he can't handle the responsibilities. Despite Houston having fired so many coaches in the last four years, you can't compound the mistake by holding on just to save face. Staying the course doesn't help anyone if that course is into the ground. Worst case scenario, Texans only win a couple of games and end up with a third pick in the draft. Best case scenario, Texans don't win any games and end up with the top pick in the draft, which they can use as trade leverage for either Arizona or Tampa Bay. Indianapolis Colts. Of the three rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first round, Anthony Richardson has looked the best. Yes, it's only preseason, but after checking my notes, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have also been playing preseason games as well. So Indy fans should be hopeful for the future but the future won't be without its speed bumps. Rookie coaches and rookie quarterbacks tend to have slow starts, and this team will be no different. Basically, the Colts and the Texans have many of the same issues, including garbage ownership and overrated GMs who need to be replaced. Worst case scenario, see Houston Texans. Best case scenario, see Houston Texans. No reason to reinvent the wheel just to provide content. I call it like I see it. Jacksonville Jaguars. In a draft which had five quarterbacks drafted in the top 15 picks, only Trevor Lawrence is looking to be worth the consideration. It didn't initially look that way after his first season when he had more games with three interceptions or more than he did with two touchdowns or more. Again, I'm not a huge fan of Doug Peterson but I do view him as a competent NFL head coach, which isn't what Lawrence had his rookie year. And the results were clear as Trevor went from a 12-touchdown, 17-interception year to a 25-8 and sophomore season. I don't know what expectations should be for Calvin Ridley after having missed almost two seasons, but any contribution should open up the field for T. Lawrence, the first pillar in the Jaguars' seven pillars of scoring followed by Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, and rookie Tank Bigsby. Worst case scenario, Doug fucks up Lawrence like he did Wentz, and the Jaguars barely play better than the Texans and Colts. Best case scenario, this is a championship-level team if Lawrence continues his ascent. This defense isn't going to scare anyone, 
but who doesn't want to see Trevor versus Joe in the AFC Championship game? Tennessee Titans. This team might be one of the most difficult to prognosticate. Does Tannehill have another run in him? How many more carries does Derrick Henry have in his career? Is there a decent receiver in this group? In my hierarchy of coaches, I do think Mike Vrabel is better than Doug Peterson. So I know the Titans are going to get the best out of the talent they put on the field. What has been a revelation is Malik Willis did what Trey Lance couldn't and outplayed the recently acquired replacement. In this case, Will Levis, who I've already mentioned couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State, which is why he had to transfer to Kentucky. By the end of the year, we could see all three of these quarterbacks playing. Maybe not well, but it's the AFC South. You don't need much. Worst case scenario is all three quarterbacks play, which means none of them are effective, and the Titans miss the playoffs again. Best case scenario, they can make the playoffs and potentially win the division, but this team won't make a deep playoff run. AFC South results. It's rare that a division can be so uninteresting, but have intrigue from top to bottom. I do have Jacksonville winning the division, but it's not running away from Tennessee and should have a fun last few weeks of the season as the two had last year. At the bottom, watching the development of rookie coaches and quarterbacks should provide national media with plenty of headlines. C.J. Stroud should have more polish than Richardson, and with a better defense, I have Houston eking out Indianapolis in the division standings. NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. I have been critical of Atlanta for drafting Bijan Robinson, and I'm not going to stop now. A caveat in Robinson's favor is he should absolutely be one of the first running backs drafted in fantasy football leagues. But in the NFL, he isn't turning Atlanta into a playoff team. It might look that way from the outside because Atlanta actually played the offseason right by fixing their defense and developing depth. Fuck, let's get creative. Atlanta sends their number one pick to the New York Giants for Daniel Jones. The Giants send their number one and the newly acquired number one to the Ravens for Lamar Jackson. Then Baltimore uses those two first-round picks and trades with Arizona for the number three pick to draft Anthony Richardson. Every team is better, except for the Ravens, who have a much better team and coaching staff who can run a similar offense as they did with Lamar for Richardson. But Atlanta didn't want to get creative and and propose any of that. So they have Desmond Ritter and a lot of running back talent with only one football. Worst case scenario, Desmond isn't better than Marcus Mariota, who now plays for the Eagles, and the Falcons waste all this talent to draft just out of the reach of any real quarterback talent. Best case scenario, this is an NFC South winning team. That doesn't say much, but when you fuck around with the QB position, you'll find out how far you can actually go. Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich. Bryce Young. Adam Thielen. Miles Sanders. I don't care about this team. What is wild about this team is it should be as competitive as the rest of the teams in their division. 
Bryce Young has played in some high-profile games, and I think he will be a fine quarterback this year. And with Thielen and Sanders, Young could have a better first-season record than Stroud or Richardson, but I have strong doubts about his success in the NFL. Bryce Young does a lot of things well, but nothing extraordinarily well. Thielen and Sanders will be huge in his immediate success, but in two years, can he be the next Drew Brees? Because that's who he needs to become to be successful in this league. And I think he'll be more like a Doug Flutie, kicking unnecessary dropkick field goals because Bill Belichick is a self-important prick. Worst case scenario, Bryce Young doesn't look good. Looks like the next Justin Fields. And the Panthers are drafting in the top five again. Best case scenario, it's the NFC South. They could win the division, but nothing more. New Orleans Saints. The optimism in New Orleans feels stupid. I don't know how else to put it. Dennis Allen has not shown an ability to be a head coach in the NFL. Alvin Kamara has anger issues. Michael Thomas is an injury liability. And the Saints defense, which was a strong unit last year, lost too many starters to believe they will be good again. Chris Olave had a strong rookie season last year, despite receiving passes from Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. But what does Derek Carr have left? There are those who believe that Carr abandoned his team last year after being benched. Whether he was pouting or overly emotional, can he lead a new team when he clearly wanted to only be with one organization? I have a strong doubt to his ability to jump in and be the quarterback he was three years ago. Worst case scenario, the Saints finish at 7-10 and and miss the playoffs and get middle teens draft pick and they continue to settle with Dennis Allen. Best case scenario, the team flounders into a top five pick, trades Carr to the Vikings, and new head coach Eric Bieniemy trades up to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Too many teams need a rebuild, but are reluctant to actively approach it because all fan bases have brain-dead drum beaters who don't have the patience for a full rebuild. Say what you're doing or don't say anything at all because we all know. But keeping Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and re-signing key defensive players on a team that needs draft picks and youth is irresponsible. And to have Todd Bowles be the head coach during the season will only perpetuate the idea of minority exclusion to coach building. If the Buccaneers had a sack, they would have Kyle Trask start at quarterback and tell Todd Bowles his job is safe regardless of record. Just learn what you can from your youth. But they won't tell him that. They'll let him coach and name the starters, which give him the best short-term chance to win, which Baker Mayfield might be better right now, but not in the long run. So Bowles will be fired at the end of this year, and the fan base will have an extra season of subterfuge when all you had to do was just be reasonably upfront. Worst case scenario, I mean, you already have Baker Mayfield replacing Tom Brady. The only way this scenario could be worse is to have Cam Newton. Best case scenario. You need the rebuild to start now. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now. This team up and vanished like a fart in the wind. NFC South results. The AFC South had two new head coaches and the NFC South will have two new departures. Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons will win this division and might shock people with their seeding in the playoffs. The Saints finish in second, just above Carolina, and Tampa finish in last because that's what they know. 
this isn't a difficult division to determine. Good coaches take teams above expectations. Atlanta shouldn't have won as many games as they did last year, and with a better team, they'll win even more. And that will do it for this episode of the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. Next episode, I will be talking about the West divisions for the AFC and NFC. Till then, be safe. <laughs>